Lauren here. Welcome back to the Compel Podcast, where we share how ordinary women spread the gospel story. This fall, we are taking some time to zoom out and talk about the why behind missions and what motivates us to spread the gospel story. Last week, we talked about how the love of Christ compels us to action. And if you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen. It's a foundational episode for this series. This episode, we are talking with Lindsay Campbell from Word of Life Bible Institute about purpose. Hey, it's Michelle here with Lauren and our special guest, Lindsay Campbell. Today, we're going to be talking about our purpose. What did God save us for? What is God's purpose? And what is our purpose? Um, We're happy to have Lindsay here. She's going to share in our discussion. Lindsay is on staff at Word of Life Bible Institute in Ontario. Lindsay, why don't you start by just telling us a bit more about yourself? Um, What does your life look like right now? And how has the gospel impacted your life? Um, Yeah, super thankful to be here with you guys and so I grew up in the greater Toronto area um, in a town called Nobleton and I I grew up going to church like yeah for my whole life and I would have called myself a Christian but I remember specifically when I was 16 going to this conference and the gospel was shared and they were talking about having assurance of your mm-hmm. salvation and I I just didn't know I, I was like if I died today I don't actually know if I would go to heaven but I um, yeah it was at that conference where I just It was kind of my stake in the ground, like I know that I'm a sinner, that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for me. And um, before that, I think my idea of a a Christian was just being a good person. And um, and so, yeah, from that moment, you know, I I tried to grow, I tried to read my Bible, but I was, my life was really centered around sports and school and my friends. And none of my friends were believers. but uh, yeah, then after high school, I went to Bible college for a year, and that's like a miracle that the Lord <laughs> brought me to do that, and that was a year where um, I just, I, I had never been around Christians who were my age, who like genuinely loved the Lord and wanted to, wanted to grow, and so um, that was kind of the beginning for me of realizing like God has an abundant life for me in yeah. him and it's different than what maybe my unsafe friends think an abundant life is and mm-hmm. so um so that was the beginning of me just growing and realizing you can actually know god and love him and love his word and so mm-hmm. i also i went to the main campus of word of life is in new york so mm-hmm. i went there for a year and then long story short i'm now joining or starting my seventh year on staff and so yeah, I'm the assistant dean of women, and a big part of what I get to do is mentor and disciple and counsel young women. And I honestly, like, I'm blown away that that's my job sometimes. Awesome. And it's not like it's not always easy, like anything, but I love it. And I get to do, I do some administrative stuff too. Get to do it's not my favorite part. I do administrative stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but I yeah, I love what I do and. Um, just thinking of the gospel and the impact it's had on my life, obviously saving me when I was 16, you know, when I first believed, but, um, I have, you know, even recently just been through a season of feeling like being a Christian is too hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, something's wrong. You know, if I'm feeling like I, this is a burden. And, um, and so I, I struggle with, if I can't do something perfect, then why even do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, which um, is impossible, but really 
having to accept and lean into the fact that Christ was perfect on my behalf. And I need to remind myself of that every day. Mm-hmm. Every day I have regrets in how I lived and wish I could have done something better and have to lean into his forgiveness and grace. But also on the other end, right, like how you can lean towards self-righteousness and, and knowing that it's anytime I do something good for him or for others, it's because of him working in me. And so, yeah, learning that the gospel is impactful in my life every single day. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit of my story. For sure. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Lindsay. Um, that's so cool just to see where God has you now. So let's just jump into our topic. Um, after God saves us, what's next? We all want to know as believers, what is our purpose? Why am I here? Why did God save me? What did he save me for? Um, but before we even ask that, I guess, thinking about the general question, okay, what is my purpose? Where is the best place to go to discover our purpose? Yeah. Um, and simplest, the simplest way to say it is the Word of God. And I, you know, I was thinking about this, and it's, it's just such a gift that we have God's Word, because ultimately, because we get to know Him through studying His Word, um, but because it's so freeing to see that we can have purpose each and every day as we look at what his word has to say. Yeah. And, um, you know, just no matter what's happening in life, like it's just thinking no matter where I am for my job, what my health is, what my relationships are like, I can have purpose. Mm-hmm. And we see that through God's word. So I know we'll get into that more, but that's the, <laughs> the basic answer to that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And the reason we look to God's word is because God created us, Mm. right? And so he has the authority Mm. to tell us. I think in our culture, a lot of the time what's going on now is like we think we have the authority to define our purpose. Um, You know, there's the whole message, you can't trust anybody but yourself. You know yourself. You know what you're good at. You know what your passions are, and that's your purpose. Right. Um, So we just want to talk about no, like God created us. He has the authority Mm -hmm. to define our purpose. So yeah, it's just really important to to even look at why we go to God's Word. And it's right. because, yeah, He's our Creator and He defines why we're here. Mm-hmm. So, Lindsay, how does God's Word define mm-hmm. our purpose as believers? Yeah, so, you know, first thinking about God's purpose. And I one of my favorite verses is John 17, 3. It says, This is eternal life, that you may know Him, the mm-hmm. one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom He has sent. And I'll, that verse anchors me, yeah. because when I, you know, days where, you know, you just wake up some days, and you just, you know, you just feel like, what what am I even doing today, right? Even mm-hmm. if you have a job, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it's just, this is like, foundational, right? Like, eternal life, life is about knowing God. Mm-hmm. And so, and just that he wants us to know him, he wants his presence to be known, and um, and for him to be glorified, that he's wor- worthy of that. And I think, I mean, those things can just help drive us. But then for us as well, you know, we have so many, so many like broad callings that we, mm-hmm. I know we're going to narrow that down a bit, but um, knowing God and treasuring him and worshiping him, mm-hmm. um, loving others. And I think one specific thing with that is loving our brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. the body of Christ, um, being stewards of all he's given us, um, but then making disciples as well. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting to hear. And just the idea like God's purpose is to be glorified. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just had this memory of my grade 12 English class and how my teacher, 
think she might have been Buddhist. I'm not quite sure what mm-hmm. she believed. But one class, she like went around asking everyone, like, what is your purpose in life? I was able to share just the Westminster Catechism, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So I felt like awkward saying that and just in my class because I felt like it was just so different than what everyone else was saying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. to say, like, yeah, God made man to know him and to glorify him and to enjoy him. And mm-hmm. it is quite a different purpose than... Um, a lot of people around us and mm-hmm. I like how you said yeah loving one another because I think one way we can bring glory to God is through being messengers of reconciliation mm-hmm. and the sharing the gospel with the world so that others may know him because yeah. that's they can't glorify God if they don't know him mm-hmm. so yeah in a nutshell I think yeah maybe God paid us to or made us to be both recipients of his grace and but also instruments of his grace too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we read Second Corinthians five in one of our episodes, and it talked about being an ambassador. So, yep. what is it? What does that mean? Like that just seems so weird. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, when Michelle and I were talking recently about being an ambassador, and I, I instantly thought of that chapter, okay. Second Corinthians chapter five, and I, I um, you know, thinking of a, a simple definition of an ambassador, and I had looked this up, and it's someone of high high rank or like an important official representing his own in a foreign mm-hmm. land and I, I love that for a couple of reasons um, one is that we're representing our ruler which is Jesus you know Michelle you mentioned before that we go to God's word because he's the one he's in charge right he's our authority he's our master mm-hmm. and then that we're a ruler in a foreign land I, I love that because yeah. it's like we're, it reminds me that we're yeah. citizens of heaven this isn't mm-hmm. home and we're just passing through and we're representing his message here. Mm-hmm. And um, I love like verses 14 and 15. I know you said you read this in um, a past episode, but um, verse 14 starts by saying the love of Christ controls us. And I, I love that because it reminds me that he is my master. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get to choose my own purpose, but there's freedom in that because he's perfectly trustworthy. Right. And yeah. so I don't need to worry that he has something planned for me that's going to destroy my life or, mm-hmm. or whatever. What he has planned for me is the best thing mm-hmm. and I can trust him. And so then I guess thinking about, you know, when I whenever I thought about being an ambassador, um, I would think it meant just being a good Christian mm-hmm. and making sure I say the right words, address a certain way, I go to church, read my Bible. And that was like, that was being an ambassador, Mm -hmm. showing that I'm a good Christian and I'm this moral upright person. Mm -hmm. Um, Then that led to despair, I think, Mm -hmm. when I realized I can't live up to that standard. And so a friend and I actually were looking at these verses about, you know, being an ambassador and um, about reconciliation. And we're like, what is it? Not what's our idea of what ambassador and what an ambassador is, but what does God actually say about it? Mm-hmm. And realizing these verses say that being an ambassador is sharing the ministry of rec- reconciliation in the mm-hmm. sense that I cannot, I cannot do anything mm-hmm. to earn my salvation. Me saying I'm a Christian is declaring to the world that I'm a sinner and that I need a savior, and so. Being a minister of reconciliation is declaring to the world, mm-hmm. like, I was helpless, an enemy of God, mm-hmm. and God came to me and sent his son for me so that I could have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think we can maybe understand that wrong and forget 
our neediness as people. Well, it's so humbling too. Like that's not what our culture, that's like the opposite. Like we're supposed to be proud and sure. And like, that's the way that God is calling us to act and think is like, that's takes humility Mm -hmm. to like, be like, yeah, I don't have it all. (laughs) Um, I am a sinner. And like my purpose isn't for me, it's for somebody else. And that takes humility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love how right at the start, you said like, our main purpose is really to know God, like to know Christ. Mm. And part of that is, you know, we receive his grace. And then the other, it's kind of like there's this twofold purpose, like we know him ourselves and receive his grace ourselves. And then being an ambassador, going out and spreading his grace to others. And And I love to, you know, this whole passage, I think, ties in because um, even verses 16 and 17, like, These are some, I think, really popular verses, too, about being a new creation Mm -hmm. and how that ties into being a minister of reconciliation. Because, I mean, let's be honest, sharing the gospel can be scary sometimes, right? Because you you think you might not know how to say it correctly. What if you say something wrong? How will people react to it? Do they even want to hear this? Yeah, there's a lot of fear involved. So the fact that we're a new creation, we now have the ability through Christ to have new desires, right? Mm-hmm. And that's him transforming us. And that encourages me so much because mm, yeah. I don't naturally want to go out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I naturally want to live for myself and do what's comfortable. And so just seeing how the more we understand what God has done for us, how undeserving we are, how great his love is, mm-hmm. um, and the more we keep growing, he is, he is transforming our desires so that we will actually desire to share the gospel with people. We will desire to to die to ourselves, right? To our own desires and passions. And that, I'm just so thankful for that because <laughs> yeah. I know I can't work that up in myself, that desire. It needs to be God transforming me from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and again, like you said, we're just so needy and dependent on him. Mm-hmm. And I think evangelism is like one of the biggest <laughs> reminders oh, yeah. of how much <laughs> we need him, right? In the yeah. sense that we can't we can't save people or make the gospel mm-hmm. make sense to them, but we can't even again work up the motivation in ourselves to mm-hmm. go and share it. We need to constantly be going back to what's motivating me, yeah. what has God done for me, how glorious He is, how wonderful mm-hmm. He is, yeah. and therefore I want other people to know Him too, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's going to drive me. So I don't have that all figured out, but I'm <laughs> I'm learning yeah. and. Yeah, God is so worthy. Mm. And so, yeah. It's so mm. crazy because it's like, okay, our purpose just seems so easy. And so like, look, we just have to like know God and glorify him. And then we start living our lives like, wow, this is not, why is this so complicated? Why is it so hard just to do the one thing? <laughs> yeah. What gets in the way of us living out God's design for us? Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking for myself, what what are some obstacles that I can see in my life? And just with with those I talk to and honestly the first one I thought of is just a misunderstanding of the gospel mm-hmm. and who God is and who we are and because again another thing our culture teaches sometimes as Christians we can be guilty of this too is teaching that we really are good people mm, yeah. right and so and we don't so we think we're pretty good people and we don't understand the holiness of God and therefore the gospel doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Because if we're not actually completely helpless, enemies of God before we're saved, then the fact that God sent his son to die for us, it's like, okay, like, thanks, God. But Mm. not understanding that that is, like, it's 
no one can make that up, the fact that God would send his son to reconcile lost people to himself. So the lie that we really are good people, it makes the gospel not as amazing as, as it really is. Yeah. That's one of the big things. And because then, too, when life is hard and we don't have the abundant life that we thought we should have, mm-hmm. then we can think that maybe God's punishing us, he's mad at us, or he's distant, um, or he's holding out at us on us, right? So mm-hmm. we can we can think that God is just a tyrant father, you know, someone we can't run to mm-hmm. who isn't a safe place. And so why would you want to share about, a, you know, an angry father with someone? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a misunderstanding of who God really is and what mm-hmm. the gospel really is. So we're, we're not even excited to share it with people. Right. That's an, an obstacle, just not understanding the gospel and God and who yeah. we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing is our world says, if you, you know, do what feels right and this will give you the good life. Mm. Yeah. And I know you guys probably see, you see this all <laughs> over, right? We see it on social media and, and in conversations we have. And and I mean, Jesus says dying to yourself equals life. And that it doesn't make sense no, to us doesn't. naturally, yeah. right? And again, as Christians, we, we have the ability to understand spiritual things. But that's hard even for us mm-hmm. to understand, to really grasp that dying to self leads to life. But um, Jesus is trustworthy. And so denying our own impulses and lusts and urges, um, our own comfort, it is not, we're not going to miss out on something. Mm-hmm. We're missing out on something if we just follow after what we feel is good. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big obstacle too. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, the culture is just feeding us so many alternative purposes mm-hmm. that are vain and that will lead us to despair. Like just an example even from my own life as a teenager there was kind of this message that um just being beautiful is Mm -hmm. what matters right Mm -hmm. I think that's a very common one and so I did spend years of my life as a teenager just pursuing beauty and without realizing it I was kind of worshiping that goal Mm -hmm. and obviously that led to a lot of despair Mm -hmm. and a lot of just disappointment discouragement and yeah thankfully I was able to run to the Lord and realign my purposes Mm -hmm. with his but that's just one example of an obstacle like we just take on the world's messages right but really God designed us to worship him and we're very obsessive people like we Mm -hmm. just get obsessed with things we get obsessed with goals and purposes and the only safe obsession is God he is the only one that we are allowed to fully pursue fully worship and get like crazy about and it's not going to harm us anything else that we worship or pursue especially if it's ourself or our own Mm -hmm. happiness it's just like a bottomless pit we're never going to get there building up our own kingdom is Mm -hmm. a tempting alternative purpose i think (laughs) because the world tells us we need to yeah build up our own build a name for ourselves and really that's what you saw at the tower of babel that's Mm -hmm. what they did Mm -hmm. and it was that's the root of pride and sin and so we are actually called to build a name for God mm. and not ourselves, which is so countercultural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you kind of shared in examples, Lindsay, of um, obstacles. Can you think, Lauren, or if you have another one, Lindsay, <laughs> examples of when you have been mm. kind of pursuing the wrong purpose and the despair that can bring? Mm. I can think of an example. Um, I'll never forget it. It was when I was in my second year of Bible college in New York, and I had gone home on a Christmas break 
and I went shopping and I bought like some new clothes that I was super excited about. And I remember when I got back to school, I'll, I'll never forget the thought that went through my mind. I hung them up in my closet and said to myself, maybe this will make me happy now. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually kind of shocked me. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> and, but it shook me up too. And it, um, I don't think I realized that I had had that, you mentioned beauty mm-hmm. and that view of if I can just look a certain way and know that people think of me a certain way, that will bring me happiness. And obviously, it didn't work. You know, those clothes were not a style, <laughs> uh, right? And, you know, there's always, you buy those new clothes and you see someone with something that you wish you right. bought that instead. It's so fleeting. So yeah. fleeting. And um, I, you know, one of my favorite, when I'm, I mean, I'm tempted like that pretty often. I saw a dress recently in a store that was way too expensive. Like, I knew I could never buy it, but um, I walked out and I thought, I was like, man, if I could get that dress, like, you know, maybe people would like me more or whatever. And it's, I was thinking, I was like, Lord, where, where is that coming from? Yeah. Why am I thinking that? And just deceived into thinking clothing will give mm-hmm. me a bigger purpose. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely fall into that too. Yeah, <laughs> especially with social media, it's so easy. Oh, like, yeah. oh, if only I had the right clothes, and yeah. I'd be more whatever. I don't know. I'd be happy. <laughs> this yeah, would make a great post if I yeah. had this dress on. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah, it is so fleeting. And I think for me, just looking back on at least the past ten, twelve years, because my husband and I were going into career missions, and we were pursuing these good things of like, yeah, missions, and we're going to be career missionaries, and. Um, but as I, you know, throughout those years, just hearing from older, wiser women than me <laughs> about like, no, our purpose in life isn't missions. It's about like, okay, am I being faithful and obedient to the Lord? Like that is my purpose in life, like mm. to glorify him. And I do that by obeying his commands and, and uh, loving him and just faithfully following him. And so for me, just realizing, okay, missions is not the end goal of my life or purpose in my life. It is just to glorify God. And I can do that whether I'm in a jungle overseas or mm. if I have like 10 kids or no kids or just so many areas that so but that also just gives me so much freedom because no matter where I am like I have a purpose and that Mm -hmm. stability of even if my circumstances or my environment changes my purpose doesn't so um yeah that's just so cool that the Lord can work through everyone that he's created no matter what their skill set or or whatever like he can use all of us and we can all bring glory to God because we are made in the image of God so yeah Mm -hmm. that's just a little bit for my life. <laughs> you know, yeah. another another thing that I definitely seen in my life and with being single is thinking I can have purpose. I have to wait to fill up my purpose until I'm married mm-hmm. or have kids, right? And I'm sure, you know, you guys being married and having kids, it can it can go the other way too, right? Like I could only, if I could only serve God more, you know, mm-hmm. if I had yeah. more free time and we we aren't content with where mm. God has us. Mm. And so I think that's something, again, being being single and talking to other single women, it's this mindset that I could serve God better if I had a husband. And I would say you can serve God differently if you, you know, if you had a husband or have had kids. Um, but our purpose isn't driven by, mm. you know, whether what our family situation looks mm-hmm. like or or anything like that. And so think we miss out on a lot yeah yeah if we're just we're just waiting for the next step mm-hmm. right yeah we can't enjoy it like we can't enjoy yeah. where God has us or my life stage or just circumstances because mm-hmm. I'm so 
yeah, trying to go on the next thing. Like, oh, it's going to be so much better once I get out of this and on the next right. thing. Like, no, like, I can enjoy, like Paul says, mm-hmm. writing from prison. Like, I can be content in any circumstance. Like, even my kids are all sick and, like, I can't, I don't have any free time. Like, hey, I can still bring glory to God through that, even though to me it's, like, this seems so pointless. But it mm-hmm. does have purpose. And, yeah, so that's, I think, just really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could kind of say that another obstacle is that we put a time and place or a situation on what we think our purpose should be, like instead mm-hmm. of just humbly accepting that no matter mm-hmm. where we are, what mm-hmm. our position in life is, what our circumstances, that those goals of knowing Christ and making Him known, they can be fulfilled anywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's that can be an obstacle when we just have our minds so set on what we think our lives should look like instead of opening our eyes to the fact that we can be walking out our purpose right now, wherever we are. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, that kind of brings us to a question like how, so we talked about these barriers to living out our purpose. How do we overcome these barriers and and actually enter into his good good purposes for us? And we kind of touched on that, but any other ideas? Yeah, I think think we need to go back to the basics of, um, first of all, you know, when we hear something or see something on social media that sounds really good, Mm. you know, like the idea of, pursuing your dreams, um, even following, following your heart, you know, those, those kind of things that we see, it's instead of just hearing it and thinking, yeah, okay, I need to, you know, live up to my fullest potential and go travel the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not saying traveling the world is wrong, but (laughs) I would love to travel the world. Um, But looking at, does this match up with Mm -hmm. God's purposes for me in his word? And mm-hmm. Michelle, I love what you said about, I forget how you worded it, but how God is the only one we can obsess over and it's safe mm-hmm. and it's good. Yeah. And I think looking through the Old Testament, I know the New, New Testament as well, but just how, you know, the Israelites were constantly turning to God, but then <laughs> turning to other things, right? And so in Jeremiah 2, it's one of my favorite passages where God paints this picture of instead of turning to him the fountain of living waters they're digging out cisterns that can hold no water Mm -hmm. and it's if you think of that I saw a picture (laughs) of it once right and it's literally as if you on your right hand side have this fountain of living water but you're ignoring it and digging your own Mm. hole and I sometimes just picture that myself when I'm tempted to obsess over whether it's beauty or wanting the next stage in Mm. life or or money, or just anything else that I think will fulfill me. Um, that picture of digging out an empty cistern, I mean, it's silly, right? You look at that, and you're like, that's so foolish. Why would they be doing that? But <laughs> that's how I, me. I, I know, and it's <laughs> oh, like, oh, no, that's what I'm doing. Person. And we, you know, because we look at idols in the, New, the Old Testament, and I know you guys have probably thought this through before mm. as well, but how we can think, well, I don't worship statues, right? Mm. But what things do I worship in my life? Mm. And it's just, it's foolish, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If we really understood how glorious and fulfilling and wonderful it is to know the creator of the universe, to Mm. be able to talk to him, to know that we have an inheritance, we're co-heirs with Christ. Like, Mm. it's, it doesn't, I don't need that new shirt. No, it's <laughs> totally right? pales. It's like, wow, yeah. that's like worthless. Yeah. 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 So I think going back to the basics of 
who who is this God that I say that mm-hmm. I believe in and that I've mm-hmm. I've trusted in? Um, you know, is he is he really as wonderful as the scriptures seem to teach mm-hmm. that he is? And if he is, why am I not seeing it? Right? What mm-hmm. is what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. And pour your life into knowing him mm-hmm. and and treasuring him. So I, I think that's one of the the basics that will like everything else will flow yeah. from that once we know him and and really treasure him for who he is. Yeah. We're also called to enjoy him, and I think that yeah. there is a verse in Second Corinthians how he has given us every good thing to enjoy, mm-hmm. and that is a part of glorifying him. Like, mm-hmm. there are some good goals and good dreams and good things in life that we can freely do and enjoy to his glory. Um, but I like what you said, when we have our dreams and then we bring them before God and ask, like, okay, is this does this line up with your purposes? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not just thinking with this mindset, what do I want to do with my life so it'll make me happier, so, yeah. you know, to satisfy me, but also I think when we, yeah, bring our dreams before God and hold them open to Him and say, how can I glorify you with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I was thinking of that because there are good things that we can do with our life. And I think sometimes, though, as believers, we could, when we're doing good things that maybe aren't, you know, for the purpose of helping others see the gospel Mm -hmm. or bringing glory to God, it's almost like, in a way, I just thought of this example. I don't know if this, you can edit it out if it's too silly, but like, you know how those expensive face oils are in with vitamin E and frankincense and lavender, and they're so high quality, expensive little bottles of oil. Mm. And if someone gifted you this oil and you thought, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to shine my shoes with it. That would just not make sense. You're using this, you're using it for Yes, it works to shine your shoes, but it has so much more potential mm-hmm. to like heal your skin. What a waste. You'd be missing out on the full potential. Mm-hmm. And I just think of our lives too. Like, yeah, we could be genuinely happy and content doing different things, living for ourselves or even doing things that seem Christian and good, but our motives are off. We would just be missing out on the full satisfying potential of living for God's glory. And yeah, yeah. Have you guys, have you ever listened to um, John Piper preach the sermon? It's like nicknamed the seashell sermon. Yeah. 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 So he, he shares this story in it. And he's, I think he was preaching out of Galatians, but he said people just remember it as the seashell mm. s- sermon. <laughs> and um, he talks about that there were these two older widows who were, um, they were just on mission for the Lord. And I can't remember where they were living, um, but they were older and um, I don't know if they were serving at orphanages, but anyways, they were serving in missions and they um, they died. I think their car went off a cliff mm-hmm. and they died. And then he shared another story of a couple who retired early and went and lived somewhere, I don't know if it was the Caribbean, <laughs> and they spent the rest of their days collecting seashells on the beach. Mm-hmm. And he said, he asks, you know, what one is a tragedy? Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, it's the retired couple who spent the rest of their days just collecting seashells on the beach. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's a tragedy. He's like, what are they going to do when they get to heaven? You know, like, look, Lord, at these seashells that I collected mm-hmm. for you. And just thinking of, it just really hit me because naturally I think, you know, the widows dying in a car accident is a tragedy. And of course that is sad. And, um, but just recognizing, because we just forget that this isn't our home, right? Yeah. yeah well, and, the perspective that brings like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, cause I can totally get caught up. Yeah, this is great. Like I'm enjoying God's creation, but 
yeah, what really is eternal is our souls. And yeah. mm-hmm. that, again, goes back to Second Corinthians 5. Mm-hmm. We're ambassadors. We're messengers of reconciliation. Like, that is the job God has given us because, yeah, yeah that's our purpose. And that's the only way, like, God is going to get the glory from souls. Like, I mean, he can make the seashells say, okay, praise God, praise God. But <laughs> yes. that's not why he sent Jesus to die yeah. for seashells. That I know. So <laughs> I really appreciate perspective. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in summary here, like we've talked about, Michelle, you talked about how the creator has the right to define our purpose because he created us and he owns us and um, he revealed this to us in the Bible. And so thank you for those scriptures you mentioned. And um, I think we define his purpose as being glorified and he's drawing us to himself. And um, so the purpose of the church is to know God and glorify him by loving him and others and spreading this message of Christ, not only here, but to every nation, like just to be, again, the messengers of reconciliation. So there are obstacles that get in our way, like it's most of the time it's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really appreciate the perspective that we've talked about, um, all that, and just, yeah, the um, admonishment to go back to God's word. And that's mm-hmm. where we're going to find our purpose, our enjoyment, and our fulfillment. And life is through looking through the lens of, okay, what does God want us to do? Um, so how can we respond to all of this? Like, what are some practical steps? What wise words of advice would you give? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, have some practical things to share, and then maybe some. I have some resources that I think would be Ooh, cool, like super helpful to turn yeah. to. Um, so in high school, I, I mentioned that all my friends were unbelievers, and I, I never shared the gospel with them. I invite them to events where they might hear the gospel, um, but it was when when I was in Bible school, I was convicted about that big mm-hmm. time and um i you know we need to be praying about about the lord bringing unbelievers into our lives mm-hmm. and i'll get back to my high school friends in a second but it is it is more comfortable to just hang out with people who are like you yeah who dress like mm-hmm. you who talk <laughs> like you um and i think honestly that's another message from culture too that it's just more fulfilling and better just to be with people who are like you. Mm-hmm. And we just need to like get rid of that idea <laughs> because that's not how Jesus lived and that's not how he's called us to live. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just, yeah, I really, this is a challenge for myself, but for those listening as well, like you are not missing out if you reach out to people who are don't have friends, who are needy, who are hurting, or, I mean, they don't even need to be those things, but just people outside of your normal circle mm-hmm. of friends, right? And so I, I had started praying um, um, about the Lord bringing unbelievers into my life. I live on the campus of a Bible college. <laughs> I work with Christians, right? Yeah, I'm, hopefully. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm around Christians all the time, and I, and I was just really convicted of that. I'm like, I know this isn't just what God has called me to, and he answered that. And I won't go into the details of it, but I, I lead a life group at my church and it's mostly Christians, but there's three or four unbelievers who come and they become my friends and we can talk about spiritual things. And um, it takes takes time to build those kinds of friendships and it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And I say, I'm, I try to explain things. I don't know if I'm always doing it right, but um, so I would, in, I would encourage those listening you know, I would say find a friend who wants to be on mission with you. And even if you can't, that's okay. Jesus is always with you. He can be your on mission friend. Yeah. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. Um, but 
find someone who wants to be on mission with you. Start a start a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so many great Bible study resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but just inviting anyone into your home, unbelievers, mm-hmm. believers, and studying God's word together. And I know. Me saying it's, I make it sound like it's really, really easy. <laughs> oh, just do that. And unbelievers will come and you'll share the gospel. And they'll get saved. Well, yeah, they might because God can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, my pastors have been two of the most encouraging people to mm-hmm. me. They are examples to me of faithful ambassadors. They love people so well. Um, That's cool. And I've learned, learned a lot from them and they've really, um, I think it's important to have people who are like-minded because then, I mean, we know we're not crazy because of God's word, but you can, <laughs> you can sometimes think when you're going across, like against the current of culture, you can, it's easily to get easy to get stuck in. Am I, am I crazy that yeah. I'm doing what's not normal? Right. Yeah. And so to have people who are in it with you, yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's such a gift. Right. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I would say, be praying about a friend you can be on mission with. Talk to your pastor. Your pastors might know some other people mm. who are looking for that kind of community as well. And start praying about the Lord bringing unbelievers into your life. You can meet them at a coffee shop, behind the till at a grocery store. You just mm. never know mm-hmm. who who God wants to bring into your life, right? Mm. And so that would be an encouragement there. And and I think, too, you guys have probably heard the saying, you know, share the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> Same, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get I get the idea behind it, you know, that you're not you're not just going to go up to every single person that you meet and start sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you can develop a friendship. But mm-hmm. thinking back to my high school friends, you know, I. One of them in particular I'd known since kindergarten. Mm. I'd never shared the gospel with her. I was 18 years old, right? And so sometimes opportunities do just come up where you, get, you can share the gospel with someone, but sometimes they don't, mm. and you need to just share it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember the one friend, I I just called her, and I I was convinced she was going to get saved. I was like so on. I was like, I'm going to call her and share the gospel. She's going to get saved. She's not saved yet. That was 10 years ago. But I I told her, I said, I'm sorry. I've never shared this with you before. Mm -hmm. It's the most important message that you need to hear. And I love you. And I shared it with her. And she she was so polite. She's like, thanks so much for sharing this. She's like, I'm glad you found something that, you know, gives you purpose in life. But pretty much that it wasn't for her. But um, since that conversation 10 years ago, we're able to have spiritual mm-hmm. conversations. That's and cool. she went from one point saying she didn't believe in God to now she talks about him. I don't know. She doesn't necessarily believe in the God of the Bible, but she believes that there is someone mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. I have another friend from high school, and I had never shared the gospel with her. And again, an opportunity wasn't coming up, right? And so I just, we went out for coffee together and I just said, I need to share something mm. with you. Mm. And again, she, she was kind of freaked out by it, <laughs> to be honest. She'd never heard of hell. She'd never, mm. we never talked about sin, mm. right? And we, so we'd never talked about these things. And I, I think her reaction to me was, well, that's scary. <laughs> and, but I, <laughs> you know, but we, I don't talk to her as, her as much anymore, but, um, I guess I just say that to say sometimes I think we can just we're scared so we just wait mm-hmm. and hope for an opportunity and maybe we're praying for it and sometimes 
God does bring those in like flashing mm-hmm. lights, yeah. you know, whether they ask a question about spiritual things and mm-hmm. the opportunities right there. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. And we yeah. have to step out in mm-hmm. faith and just share it. It makes me think of the verse that we're called to like seek and save the lost. Yeah. And, yeah. or maybe that's Christ, <laughs> but we're still called to <laughs> um, him to do the saving, yes. but we are to seek people out. And yeah. even when I think of, you know, the whole point of this podcast, we want to motivate each other to just be involved in gospel spreading work mm-hmm. here. Definitely. And that's always a calling, but even going overseas to bring the gospel to a people group that doesn't even have the Bible in their language, that's not just going to happen. Like, that will take a lot of seeking and a lot of pursuing. So, like, um, yeah, sometimes they just happen, and we should definitely take those opportunities. But I love that you pointed that out. Like, we have to be pretty intentional about Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing, yeah, that quote you said, uh, I don't agree with it either, how share the gospel and, if necessary, use words. But on the other hand, I think it was Ravi Zacharias before he died, talked a lot about how in our culture we almost overemphasize words mm. now mm. because of hating that um, right. saying. And instead, like people in our culture, they need to see it. Mm. Like they need to see it lived out. So, like, that's a challenge for me is I feel like for me, I'm almost, it's easier for me to almost just say the message mm. and walk away, but it's harder to really live it out to like love people and show them the love of Christ and use words like we need to articulate the gospel but we also need to live it and like love them so that's really good yeah I remember someone saying something once and just challenging me with like unsafe people are not a project Mm -hmm. right yeah and I think it can be easy you know, if we're trying to be obedient to the Lord and want to share the gospel, and it's just like, okay, I need to find an unbeliever so that I can, like, get them saved, mm-hmm. right? And so that I can, mm-hmm. like, show that I'm, you know, trying to be mm-hmm. faithful. And so, yeah, that's that's a that's a good reminder too. It's there's a balance. Yeah, and it goes yeah. back again to like, okay, well, my purpose in life isn't just to save people because mm-hmm. I just to be a messenger in a sense of okay, I need to be faithful to God and, you know proclaim this message but mm-hmm. i can't i am not promised the fruit like i can't right you know mm-hmm. the goal of my life isn't to see people come to know christ i mean it's in a sense like there are prophets in the bible who maybe have devoted their whole life and maybe they only knew two people that were saved mm-hmm. in that kind of sense yeah. like mm-hmm. is am i okay if i just live my whole life right. and i don't know if anyone's saved but i've been faithfully proclaiming yeah. the news and loving people and so yeah i think goes back to that i think i don't yeah. know if i explained that well no yeah, yeah. like what you're saying it, it is god who does the saving yeah and we're called to be faithful ambassadors like mm-hmm. to share the message but then it's not up to us to produce the fruit and like to save them yeah so i think that's what you're trying to say yeah yeah Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah stepping out from that thinking how can i share christ so yes. that others can know mm-hmm. him too and that can be with neighbors or like you said Lindsay, just people in your life and also as we mentioned asking yourself okay um how could i also be a part of bringing christ to every nation whether that be through thinking hey what missionary could i just start praying for or can i support them financially or what Mm. can i actually go like that's you know another big calling is to actually go to unreached nations and um yeah those are just like kind of starting small going out from there some ways Mm. that we can live this out um If someone wanted to know of a place to learn about the Bible, (laughs) where would you suggest? Well, (laughs) with an awesome assistant dean of women. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
my year at Bible college was it was it was life changing, and it was because we studied God's word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so you know, something I like to encourage people with because going to Bible college can be a stumbling block because you're spending you're spending money. Yeah. It, it does cost money, time, but yeah. I I would encourage people. It is not a sacrifice. It is it's an investment yeah. for eternity, right? And so, of course, I would love to have anyone come to, <laughs> to Word of Life to, to spend a year to study. And um, there's other great Bible colleges as well. So I would, I would really, you know, strongly just encourage you to consider attending Bible college. I, you know, we think about the time we, you know, have here on earth in comparison with eternity, mm-hmm. like taking one year to invest to study the Word of God mm-hmm. is, yeah. it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worthwhile. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, you know, thinking about thinking about practical steps too, um, I, again, with sharing the gospel, it can be so intimidating. And I don't know if there's someone listening, they're, they're just thinking, I've never shared the gospel with anyone before. Uh, I don't even know where, mm-hmm. where to start. And I, I would encourage you to go to goodseed.com, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys are familiar with, with yeah. that website. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they have, I think, some of the best, if not the best, resources for, for sharing the yeah. gospel with people. And they have one of their most popular books is By This Name, mm-hmm. and you can read through it in a book study with people, or even just for yourself, mm-hmm. to help you grow in your understanding of the key Old Testament and New Testament yeah. stories, and to understand why the cross is so important and what it even means and who Jesus really is. They have a book called The Lamb as well. Mm-hmm. This book can be used for children, but even for those who, yeah, just reading maybe through a bigger book would be too much for them. Mm-hmm. And it can help you. It's okay if you don't have all the answers, right? To want to reach people. But I think these resources yeah. can really help you mm-hmm. even learn along with them, but be able to share who Christ is. and. Um, and then even just for, for ourselves personally to, again, getting rooted in the gospel and knowing who God is. Have you guys heard of New Morning Mercies oh, by yeah. Paul David Tripp? It's a devotional book. Oh, yes, it's okay. so good. It's one of my favorites. And another one is called The Gospel Primer. It's by Milton Jensen. Yes. 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 Okay. So good. Yeah. so good. These are two of my, I recommend them to people all the time. Mm-hmm. And because they, they're just so centered on the gospel. Mm-hmm. And yes. they will lift your eyes up to the glory of Christ mm-hmm. and to, to how wonderful he is. If you want to you know, if you want to start studying deeper into God's Word as well. So again, this will, studying God's Word is going to help us know Him more so that mm-hmm. we'll want to proclaim His mm-hmm. message. But yeah. I recommend the book Women of the Word mm-hmm. by Jen Wilkin. Yes. I know you've read that. One. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. those are three of my, like, top, top resources just for personal, personal yeah. growth. So We'll put those in the show notes for sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. I'm just, like, so fired up. I have all these ideas in my head. Like, okay, I'm going to go home and pray for unbelievers to come and I just so yeah I'm just so encouraged so thank you so much Lindsay this has just been a huge joy and just I don't know I just feel super motivated yeah yeah me too it's been so encouraging thanks so much Lindsay Well, thanks so much for joining us today, everyone. We hope you are enjoying this series as much as we are. You can help spread the word about Compel by leaving a review and sharing with your friends. Till next time.